record low supply, dozens of offers on a single home, people moving to Texas from out of state, and investors paying all cash to snap up houses. All these factors are leading up to a hot and competitive real estate market in San Antonio and statewide. We're essentially, uh, you know, door knocking, making those calls around neighborhoods to see if we might be interested in looking to uh, make a move. Be grateful you live in San Antonio because right now we are still one of the most affordable places to be. We're seeing probably about three to five buyers come in from California every single week. I'm Erica Zuko, and this is Commerce Street, a business podcast from Ken's Five. In this episode, we're talking with local real estate professionals about the market for sellers, buyers, and people who might want to buy a home someday. Plus, what all this could mean for your property taxes. The pandemic led to a lot of cross-country moves for companies and homeowners, driving up demand and prices. But realtors aren't steering locals off the house hunt just yet. We spoke with a representative from the San Antonio Board of Realtors and a realtor who's pounding the pavement working with people hoping to get into the homes of their dreams. Philip Lopez, who works with Keller Williams City View, says he has the challenging job of explaining the current market to potential buyers and sellers. And in terms of walking people through the market, I would imagine right now you're walking them through something that maybe they've never seen before, even if they bought a house. What are you seeing just kind of on the ground here in San Antonio in terms of home sales? Yeah, so um, inventory is at an all-time low right now. So we're having to get creative and pivot a little bit as far as like how we're finding properties for sell, uh, for buyers. Um, well, as well sellers, right? Because that's kind of what's happening right now is uh, many people are not wanting to make that move uh, because they can't find that property um, that they want to move into, right? Um, so we're having to, like I said, pivot and adjust a little bit as far as what we're doing. So we're um, uh, we have a group of what we call inside sales agents um, that help uh, find off market properties for our clients. And so uh, we're essentially, uh, you know, door knocking, making those calls around neighborhoods to see if who might be interested in looking to uh, make a move, right? And so uh, just doing our best to kind of create that inventory. And, and, and so, yeah, so we, we, we're, we're definitely adjusting to the times and, and, and what's happening. Um, I think consumer confidence is picking up a little bit as we get closer to the summer, which is great. So a lot of people now getting a little bit more braver as far as letting people into their homes and now looking to wanting to sell. And so right now what we're seeing is, you know, definitely a lot more buyers and sellers out there right now. There's only about a, about 2000 homes on the market right now. And, uh, uh, and we're, you know, the, yeah, so we're the seventh, we're, yeah, so it, it's pretty, it's pretty insane right now. We're actually, you know, as you know, the seventh largest city in the, in the nation. And so we've got over a million people, uh, with only 2000 homes on the market. So it's, uh, we're, we're at a le- less than a month of month supply, right? Where the average norm is supposed to, we're supposed to be at six months. And so, um, as you can and imagine, we, we are, are doing what we can to, to help find homes for, for our clients. For another perspective on what's happening around San Antonio, as well as the state and country, we spoke with Cher Bacholka, chairman of the San Antonio Board of Realtors. The organization is a resource for realtors, as well as people looking to buy or sell across a large South Texas region. There's a lot of things that can go wrong in a real estate transaction. And usually buying a house might be one of the largest investments anyone makes. So you wanna be sure you get yourself with a realtor that 
helps guide you and educate you on what is going on in all the transactions and what you can expect from inspections to appraisals to financing to just hold your hand through every step of the way. That's our goal. That's our mission. And I think we work really hard to try and do a very good job. And right now that's critical because there is so much happening on a national level, on a statewide level. We've obviously seen that supply is pretty low, kind of an issue everywhere. People want to buy. But what are we hearing, seeing here in San Antonio specifically? And what does the data kind of show you about the trends that we've seen over the past couple of years and specifically this year? Oh, wow. Okay. Big question. Rising levels. <laughs> We're on the up and up and up and up and up. Um, I can just give you an example. The average sales price just from last year to this year, even with COVID, even with all that going on in the San Antonio area specifically has risen 15%. Okay. In Bear County, the increase has been 14%. And in the state of Texas, 18.5% increase just in this past year. And we've seen a steady growth. I, I would say starting back 2017, we've seen a progression going up and up and up. Um, and as long as interest rates, which are our driving force, remain low, I think we'll continue to see the buying power and we'll see where it takes us, right? Price per square foot. I know people are a little concerned about that. Again, from last year to this year in San Antonio, a 15% increase. Uh, in Bear County, about 139 and in the state of Texas, it was 14 and a half, 14.6, something like that. Um, real estate, though, does go in cycles. So we're up right now. We're hoping we don't go down too much in the respect. We still want, though, affordability for the consumer. And I just say, be grateful you live in San Antonio, because right now we are still one of the most affordable places to be. So are the price increases coming on the resale side or the new construction side? Well, Philip says he's seeing increases in both because the demand is just so high right now. Does this have to do more with the rate of housing stock going down or the appetite for buying going up or both? And what are the factors that have been playing into it to make that happen? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I, um, I And there's, there's a few different things, right? Um, I, I would start with... Uh, for our team specifically, we're seeing probably about three to five buyers come in from California every single week. Um, and, uh, and also agents, right, that call us and say, hey, we have people, there's like a mass exodus happening here. And so, and so we you get- You really people, are hearing that, that people are moving here from elsewhere during the pandemic and choosing to buy a home. Exactly, yeah. And, and the two biggest, and so, we, so because we started getting such a large amount of people contacting us and saying they're moving from the West Coast, we started taking a survey and asking, you know, what, what are these reasons, right? And so um, we, we get, you know, uh, cost of living, right, is probably number one. And then two is, is the political climate. And then three, it's probably the jobs coming to, to uh, Texas, right? There are a lot of tech companies coming to Austin, which is now we, because Austin is even a, in a crazier market, we're starting to see that shift downwards here to San Antonio. And so it's just been, um, it's pretty been pretty impressive to see. Um, and so to back to your question is that, 
Um, we're seeing it. We're seeing a little bit of both, but I would say there's just so many buyers right now that everybody's chasing the same home, right? Like if one, as soon as that a, a home hits the market, we're seeing probably 10 to 15 offers at a time with up to 60 showings in, in two days. Right. And so it's, it's, it's pretty, it, it's pretty impressive. And so the, the other thing is that um, the, everyone from California coming are coming with cash. And so it's causing a little bit of an issue with uh, our Texans, right. And having to use their home loans. Um, so they're getting outbid and, and, and because of the terms of the cash, it's, it's um, causing a little bit of, of toughness for, for our current residents to be able to purchase a new home uh, with their home loan. I think there's, and again, I, I, I want to make sure that uh, the audience understands is that yes, you can still purchase a home. There's ways that we're getting creative in regards to actually more in depth into the actual contract that we're writing and that we're sending our offers to is that there's other terms that we can do within that contract to make your home, I mean, to make your offer, um, you know, look better, right, than that cash offer. And so there's certain things that, and, and there's more to it, right? But we go over that in the consultation to make sure that they understand there's things that we can do to beat out those 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 cash buyers as well. Um, so that you, you can definitely still purchase a home in San Antonio. It's just uh, for our team and other teams here, uh, just getting creative with that. So should you wait to buy? Both Philip and Cher said no. What advice do you have for potential home buyers that are a little concerned about the prices right now? Do I wait? Do I look at buying? I mean, what, what, what kind of would be your advice? Oh, no, don't wait, because right now you still have buying power, uh, again, with the interest rates being low. And even though I know we're in a very competitive market right now, the good news is we have low inventory right now, and that's part of what's pushing this. But, and a lot of people have decided to maybe refinance or stay in their home, and that's contributed a little bit to the low inventory. But we're in the listing selling season, normally April, May, and June. That's when people begin to say the sun is shining, flowers are growing, we're through with snowbed, we hope for now. Let's get out there and look at houses and let's see if we can buy a house. And then folks usually try to be in their home before normally the school year. So July, uh, at the end of July, maybe August, they want to be centered, especially if it's a family that have school-aged children. So with that said, historical data shows that the inventory should start increasing. And we are seeing more uh, houses become available and that's going to help us a lot. I always tell people, don't worry about that house. There'll always be another one. But a lot of it is just the preference of the consumer. I would say it's a great time. And the, and, and the reason why it's a great time still to buy is that interest rates are still at an all-time low. Um, so we, we might not ever see this again, right? There's been a, a slight increase in, in interest rate, but nothing too like crazy, right? It's gone up from maybe 2.8 to 3% something like that really minor, right? But that's still super low. And so um, I think the, the, you still have some good buying power in there. Um, and there's still, there's still um, inventory out there to purchase at, at a good price. Now, can you get the same 3,000 square foot home that you could maybe three years ago at the same price? No, right? But it may just be one of those things where you know, may just have to look at the budget and maybe up it just to, you know, maybe $120 a month, maybe $180 a month, depending 
on what your payment looks like um, to get into that right home, right? Um, it's just kind of keeping up with the market and, and where things are at. But I would not uh, shy away from purchasing a home or wait too long because we don't know what the things look like maybe even next year, right? In case interest rates do go up, I would say still take st still take advantage of it. Just know maybe you're, you won't be able to get that huge, huge home that you could two, three years ago. But the goal is to still get you into a home. Um, and, you know, if you're paying rent now and not having to, you know, throw away your money in that regard. Um, so, yeah, I think I think it's still I think it still is a good time. Um, and I think not only my team, but there's other teams out there that are also getting creative, like I said, in finding off market properties. Um, and if we could take advantage, not advantage, right, but if we could. Um, hit that market right before it gets into uh, on the market and, and gets a little too crazy uh, with multiple offers. I think there's a there's a there's an opportunity there um, for for consumers to buy. Is there anything that I can do to try to make my offers look more enticing? I mean, you you read web articles about people, you yep. know, like sending cookies and letters. I don't know if that's really a thing people do or a thing that helps or works, but I mean, is there anything that you've experienced that makes a seller more interested in buying to one of those, you know, local home buyers as opposed to someone who might have some more cash on hand? Absolutely. So if there's some, uh, some like, if we're getting into specifics, I think some of the things that we're seeing and that we're having to do is maybe like waiving the appraisal, right? Um, so we might have to have a little bit more cash in case the, the home price that that we offered, it comes in a little bit under. Um, so just be prepared for that. Um, and a couple of things too, is sometimes we're waiving what we call the option period, which is your period to be able to get your home inspection and any, any other due diligence. Um, um, so we're seeing some consumers um, open to doing that. And a lot of sellers right now are already um, doing a pre-inspection pre on the home. So it's kind of nice. So we can go in and, and, and we can kind of waive that option period and, and the, and the bot new buyer can now see that before they even put the offer in and say, okay, I'm okay with waiving the option period. Um, the um, making sure that you're with a, a really good, well-known lender, right? I think is a, is a big thing. Having your pre-approval uh, letter also ready to go um, is going to be huge. Um, and, you know, if, and if you can, um, you know, shorten, um, the closing time as well, that always helps, right? Because a lot of people that come in with cash, they can do a two-week close. Um, that doesn't mean it's always the right thing for the seller, but if it is, right, can we, 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 we have to ask our client, hey, is there any way, and ask the lender, is there any way we can close this in a little bit of a shorter time? So those are just a few things that you can do to, to help be prepared. So, you know, this is great for sellers, as we mentioned. If you're a buyer that can buy, it's great, um, but it probably impacts property taxes for San Antonians that maybe they're, income's not going up. They're like, Oh, home price is going up more. Am I going to be able to buy? I mean, do you just have any thoughts on what could potentially improve that for people? Is there, is there anything kind of that you would advise people to see this and are kind of fearful that even, you know, rent will eventually go up because housing, you know, I mean, yeah, no, that's, that's a great question. I can definitely speak on that. Um, so I live in, um, I live in the Fair Oaks area, right? Um, now we see a lot of home, like they've taken a, a huge jump in, 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 um, in home prices, right? And in a lot of different places, but I'll just use mine as for an example, right? 
Um, I just got my tax bill right from from uh, from the city, and it, and it jumped up almost forty thousand dollars. Right. So one of the things that that we're doing is is we're reaching out for our for our team specifically. We're calling our database, meaning our past clients, and talking to them as like, hey, um, let us know if you need help, right? Pulling comps um, for fighting your tax bill, right? Um, because there are some people that do want to stay in their home, but now they're seeing these huge jumps in their tax bill, right? So we're we're helping them provide comparables to help kind of combat that a little bit. Um, now. Because uh, typically they take about six to nine months worth of comparables um, as far as the city goes. So we're helping them, you know, come up with creative ways to help present those to the city and saying, hey, you know, my home doesn't look like the fully renovated home that you see across the street. Why am I getting an increase of $40,000, right? Um, So those are the type of strategic sessions that we're having with our clients. The takeaways here, there's a lot of good news for sellers. There's some bad news and some good news for buyers, but they hope people won't get too discouraged. Know that there are no guarantees in real estate. Okay. And this right now I'm talking to the consumer, Okay, but do not be discouraged. If you will align yourself with a real estate professional who has your best interest at heart, they will get you through the process. I know it can be a little intimidating at times and it can be a little scary at times, but again, a realtor does their best to use professional etiquette. But not only that, we're going to find that answer for you. I tell people, I do not know all the answers. Trust me, I don't. I never will. If I ever think I do, then that's when I've stopped learning. But we always know where to go find the answer. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Commerce Street. For more episodes like this one, including one about the influx of -of out-of-state companies moving to Texas, search Commerce Street on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts, or find all of our episodes and bonus content at kens5.com slash commerce street. I'm Erica Zucco with producer Kristen Dean. Thanks for listening.